Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you make one person's day. I have a very special guest on this week's episode who I've been excited to feature for some time now, and he is Alian Khan. Alian is the founder of The Positivity Project, which we got to talk about a bunch, and he is also the co-host of the See Me Show podcast with Haley Rogers, who has also been on this show in an earlier episode, and I really enjoy talking with Alian. So, without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Alian Khan. So my name is Alian, and I am an entrepreneur and aspiring life coach that's super passionate about personal development and social impact. Um, I was born in Houston, Texas, and, and, grow, and grew up in Brampton, Ontario, uh, which is just outside Toronto, Ontario, Canada. You can see the Leafs jersey in the background. I'm a diehard Leafs fan. Um, and currently for school, I'm, I'm at Queen's University uh, studying in the Bachelor of Commerce program. Hopefully looking to graduate in 2022, and uh, the goal is that someday after, I would love to get my master's in education and business. Um, growing up, I was super passionate about learning people's stories and how they kind of chose to bring their own ideas to life, whether big or small, and that really opened my eyes up to entrepreneurship. And, and using that kind of, ins- kind of inspiration and curiosity and passion, and back in 2017, I ended up starting an e-commerce business called The Positivity Project that I ran for four years with my team. And it really taught me the ins and outs of like social entrepreneurship and social impact. And I used that experience during and even after to really share my experiences and lessons from entrepreneurship and social impact to younger students. And that eventually led me to sitting on the board for We Charities Board of Directors, advising on all their social entrepreneurship programming and all the operations they did in Canada and overseas. And honestly, like with my initials learnings from the entrepreneurship space, the nonprofit space, I wanted to get a little bit of the corporate space. um, And that's where I ended up choosing to join Microsoft, where I currently am at the moment. Honestly, my ultimate goal at the end of the day is to just work in the education and nonprofit sector um, while coaching people and becoming the best that they can be. Um, And and, in my free time, if I'm not reading books, playing music or playing sports, like I do help out uh, with with my friend Haley and her podcast called The See Me Show all about personal development and growth. And uh, yeah, I'm honestly just love, you know, the opportunities I've been able to have and, you know, are coming in in all the things that are yet to unravel and just not only share my journeys and the lessons that I've gained, but then just do my part to help, you know, as as, yes, as cheesy as it sounds, make an impact to to the world and, and leaving it better than how I first found it. Welcome to the show, Alian, and thank you so much for being my guest today. So I would love for you to tell me more about your background and what led you to create the Positivity Project. Um, What experiences have you had that made you feel like you needed to start this business and get involved in that work? Yeah, I honestly think like it was a lot of accumulation of the different kind of experiences I took throughout my life. Um, being an immigrant, you know, not lot coming to Canada, like coming to Canada completely as an immigrant and and seeing just the amount of diversity that was present where I lived in, in the greater Toronto region. I think that opened my eyes up to being really curious about all the classmates I had around me. And I have this bad habit till this day where it's like if I'm around people, I'm talking to them and we have like some sort of lunch or some sort of like dining thing going on. Like I cannot eat because I'm constantly just talking and engaging with people. 
And, and I think just out of that kind of curiosity, it really showed me that like everyone comes from so many unique backgrounds and, and perspectives and experiences. And honestly, as time went on, whether it was in elementary school and middle school or high school and afterward, it's like if there was an opportunity that I can just learn more about something. Honestly, you can do it all the way from like musical theater to technology to sports, you name it. Like I would sign myself up. Um, and it wasn't so that like I can have all the experiences and be like, I did all these things, but I think it was my way to just learn and, and be more open and curious about what was around me. And I think through those experiences and opening myself to all these different things, like over time, I kind of realized what I really liked, what I didn't like, and what really was what it was, what I was passionate about. And I think the biggest things that stuck out to me was like a lot of the volunteer experiences I did, um, whether it was instructing kids how to swim at the local YMCA I'm spending my time with like my member of parliament and really looking at how policy and how, you know, government can play a factor in helping people bring their ideas to life, whether big or small. And I think that kind of gave me that spark to really be like, hey, you know, if I have something that, that I want to do, whether big or small, like all I, I really need to do is really be keen on how I can bring that to life, whether it is looking at the resources that are available around me, if there are people that can help support me in bringing the idea to life and and really just honing in this idea of like, okay, if you have something, you really believe in it, like the sky's the limit. Um, and I think that kind of gave me that spark. And over time, I kind of realized where I kind of wanted to lean that towards. Um, and, and, you know, in line with, you know, learning more about entrepreneurship during this time at school and really knowing that I liked like all the volunteering aspects and really helping people. I think one of the things I used to do a lot, even during this time growing up was that I love like, you know, doing my part to make people's days better, whether it was big or small. Like I was, I was that kid that if I saw someone just having a bad day, like even if I didn't know them, like I just felt like, you know, my moral obligation to go reach out to them and just to see like how they're doing, you know, and, and just be a decent human being to them. And that really kind of sparked my passion for like handwritten notes and, you know, just sending a text out to someone if, if they're having a bad day or whatnot and, and just doing that. And that experience and when you combine that with like my interest in entrepreneurship I think it was I can't remember the exact date it was, it was sometime in May of like 2016 or late fall around that time in 2016 or where, where I was trying to send a card out to a friend who lived out west um, and I thought instead of you know a, like a text message or an email because they weren't as active online I thought I'd write them a card you know and just letting them know like hey you know I hope you're doing well and you know just reminding them of how awesome they are and that whole process of going to the store, buying the materials, writing it out, shipping it out. Like it was such a hassle that like in my head, I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm really passionate about doing my part to make my friend's day and just in general. But then I'm also just seeing from like this entrepreneurial lens, like why is this process so difficult? And uh, is there really anything I could do about it? Um, and that kind of led me to creating like this basic website before I even named it the positivity project where I was just like, okay, if you have a card or a message you want to send to someone, I will literally buy cardstock. I will cut it up and I'll write it. Um, so I did that. Um, and then, uh, the rest, the rest is history with, with the positivity project. That's awesome. So tell me more about how the positivity project actually worked. Like at its peak, what were you working on and what were you doing with the positivity project? It's a really interesting idea. So I definitely want to hear more. Yeah. So when it first began, like I said, I literally bought cardstock from the local staples. I cut it up and then I wrote it everything by hand. And over time, I, I literally have marks all over my hands. I know the people who are listening can't see them, but imagine just cuts all over someone's hands. Like those are my hands now, but 
And then after kind of doing that, the next iteration was having a cleaner website so that people weren't just like, oh my God, it's a random kid writing cards for, you know, I don't even know what the cards will look like, et cetera. Uh, and then after this was like around a year in and in a lot of cards being sent, I then came to campus at university and not only was I like, oh my God, you know, there's so much going on with running a business of like the marketing stuff and the sales and finding all those things that I, I knew that I couldn't do it alone, especially knowing that I wanted to do my part to just, you know, make, make, make a big, a big, I can't even speak, make the biggest impact possible. Um, but in a way that like didn't burn myself out or felt like, oh my God, you know, I can't do any, like just being so caught up in just doing all the things to keep it alive. So uh, in first year university, I ended up bringing a team on board and they not only helped me, you know, kind of increase the efforts of the amount of people we were able to reach out to and explore ideas as well. But then we were able to use kind of all the things we were working on to build an iteration where, you know, we literally were able to allow the customer to go onto the site, pick the car that they want, being able to see what it looked like. But then the cool part was, is that allowing, like we worked on this cool robotic arm that helped write the cards so that the person that wanted to buy the cards can just focus on the most important thing, which was the messaging and what they really want to make an impact out of the card to that person that they want to send the card to. Um, and, and that was that was our iteration. And up until, you know, essentially from that time of, up until the, this winter, you know, that's what we were working on. And uh, yeah. That is so cool. So, of course, now you have to tell me some about the See Me show because obviously I've met Haley and she is amazing. So, how did you two get involved with the show? Um, how is it going so far? Give me the whole scoop on doing season two of the podcast. Absolutely. So, Haley uh, was at, at my school as well, um, doing the same program. And, and we just kind of met through the world of just uh, personal development and she was doing stuff with her book. Um, and then I was doing stuff with the positivity projects so for our past kind of just crossed uh, then. And uh, luckily, like getting to meet her and, and connect a while, like we just had a lot in common. And, you know, we often joke like we're basically the same person, just in different, you know, bodies. But um, essentially, while she was writing the first season of her, her podcast, The See Me Show, she asked, like, you know, if I'd be interested in joining her as a co host especially with some of her workload increasing and looking to find ways to increase her network and reach with the podcast. So knowing me that like, you know, my passion to like help others with their own personal development and growth, I was like, you know what, this would be a great opportunity for me to not only practice, you know, the public speaking and all those fun skills, but then, you know, share all the lessons and insights I've gained so far, but then bringing on other inspiring guests to just share their stories and, you know, what they can teach, whether big or small to listeners. Um, and really just kind of keep that circle of inspiration and motivation going so that, you know, whether it's youth, whether it's young adults or whoever else in between, it's like if they have a motivation to do something bigger or small, just doing, you know, my part to help kind of continue feeling that, right? And uh, I'm a big believer in this analogy of, you know, whenever we have good interactions or, or do something good for people or just have something good between, you know, one individual to another they will get impacted in a way, whether you'll realize it or not, that everyone else that they talk to will be impacted. And then those people through that first discussion will be impacted. And then you'll realize like you'll just create that ripple effect of change. And, you know, that's one of the ways you can slowly but surely, you know, make a difference in the world. So knowing that, you know, I came together with Haley to start like the second season of the podcast. And yeah, the podcast is really focused on fearlessly authentic living um, how we can do our part to be not only true to ourselves and, and all the things that we believe in, but when it comes to our goals and aspirations, the things we really want to achieve, you know, how can we do it in a way that isn't burning us out, 
making us feel inauthentic, um, but in a way that is true to ourselves and really can help us bring our wildest dreams to life. That's awesome. And I am a huge fan of the podcast. I listen every week and would definitely encourage others to check it out as well if you haven't already. So I would also love to know if there are any words of wisdom that you try to live by or maybe quotes that you like to keep in mind. Does anything like that come to mind for you? Yeah, I'm just thinking of a few that are coming to mind. I'm, I'm very big when it comes to like quotes and, and sayings and all those things. Um, my recent one I've been I've been leaning in a lot. Um, it's it's very broad, but it can be applied in many aspects. But it was uh, trying to remember um, the exact wording, but it was something along the lines of "Run to the rescue with love, and peace will follow." Uh, that's been a big one for me. Um, and even like throughout my ins and outs of entrepreneurship, and really in that self-starting phase, I leaned a lot to just you know people uh, such as like Obama and uh, who else, Gary Vaynerchuk, Lewis Howes. Um, I'm just looking at my shelf to Jay Shetty, uh, people like that, um, that really just uh, inspired me. And, you know, if there were moments where I, f- I was feeling demotivated or just didn't know where to go, just even listen to their podcasts or just videos or just, you know, those little anecdotes of advice really helped me. Um, and then the biggest like saying um, that I think that's been true with anything that's happened, it's always realizing like this too shall pass. Um, and I think the way that I've interpreted it is in, in two ways. One is that whenever we do face tough times, um, you know, s- somehow, some way like this too shall pass. And, and realizing that w- during those hardships and circumstances that we face, not only how can we do our part to, you know, overcome past it and grow better from that, but then also like what lessons and learnings can we gain about ourselves to just heal and then move forward with that so that if we face similar circumstances or you know, other things come for other people. It's like you can have the courage and strength to lead past that. But then also when good things happen, um, also remembering that, you know, just just being grateful for the opportunities that come your way and doing your part to pay it forward and re- realizing that often in the journeys we face, we don't always do it alone. Um, and realizing that like there are so many people, you know, even in my own life that have made such a difference to me, whether indirectly or directly. And just realizing that if I could be this, if I could even do like 1% of the people or if I could even do 1% of the people that I've done for me, you know, uh, that, that's the least that I could do. And I just want to do that part to just be, be grounded, um, be grateful, but then keep going forward in that aspect. That's really interesting. And you also mentioned your passion for education. And I feel like that kind of mindset and motivation in life really ties into education as well. Because I know, at least having parents as teachers, I think a lot of teachers and educators really feel that way about their jobs. So I just think that's that's an interesting tie together. Um, so I'd also love to know, what do you do for fun or to de-stress? Um, what are your outlets for taking care of yourself? I got a couple. Um, usually it, d- it depends on the mood I'm in, um, but they usually fall within a certain group of like two to three, if not four things. Um, I love, I love to read um, whether it's fiction, nonfiction. I'm like that's been a good way to like just de-stress, especially like when being on screen so often um, through zoom calls and Microsoft team calls, et cetera. Um, I love playing music. Um, I think the last time I counted, I could play like 22 instruments. I, I grew up playing a lot of instruments and I, I love music. So even if it's just listening to an album or just listening to tracks or even pulling out the guitar or other instruments I have throughout the house, like that's been a good outlet for me. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. I also love a lot of TV shows and uh, movies and films. Um, I just find like, sure, I can make the argument that it like, increases my emotional intelligence and all that fun hoo-ha, but like, 
I just find it to be so entertaining and awesome. And then just seeing different perspectives and, you know, just different stories. I, I just love that. Um, whether it's a good show like This Is Us or like good movies that have come out. I love Christopher Nolan stuff. Um, that's been something big for me. And um, I, I'm a big sports fan. I, I love I love playing a lot of sports. Um, unfortunately, with COVID, it's definitely harder when gyms are closed and it's, it's hard to like play with friends or, or such, you know, especially bigger kind of events or games like baseball or something bigger like a a big pickup game of basketball, but, you know, watching sports teams, I'm a big Toronto sports fan and uh, just doing that's been a good way for me to just de-stress and, and do that. And I, I find it's like a lot of the things I like doing even to recharge, but um, just even that it's like, it's so important to do our part to recharge because especially when it comes to like the COVID world that we're living in technology with everything, it's like, we're often kind of shifting into this mindset of being like a nonstop marathon runner where it's like, Hey, I'm going to quickly be on this call up until I'm tired. And then I'm going to take a quick five minute break and come back and keep going. And then, and I think like doing that, sure, you know, you can keep the ball rolling, but you know, how can we find a way to maybe kind of shift into like that sprinter mindset where after we're done our work, we can recharge with whatever that helps fuel our soul, but then also keeps us healthy and engaged so that when we have work the next day or whenever it's like, you're able to not feel that burnout as quickly, but then also just keep uh, yourself sane, especially during this crazy time. That makes a lot of sense. What is the most obscure instrument that you play? What's the weirdest one? I'm trying to think. Like, I know how to play the kazoo and like, you know, the recorder <laughs> and all those little ones, but like, did you redo? I learned how to play that. Like, oh. it's, it's totally <laughs> random. Like, I, I grew up playing the drums and the guitars and everything like that. Like, the main like the four-piece band instruments uh-huh okay interesting but i just i it was a few summers ago i just uh yeah my friend had a didgeridoo and i learned it and uh, uh <laughs> not that i would yeah. ever play that all the time or anything i don't have one during a concert that's that's what you need i guess <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. on all of the just a showcase on all of the instruments well that's that's awesome I love that and I think it's great advice and I would love to also know lots of young people, particularly college students, want to create change and they want to make a difference in the world. But do you have any advice for those people who may not really be sure where to get started, may not know how to share their voice? I'd love to know your thoughts. I'm trying to think uh, two big things that come to mind. Um, it's, it's, It's honestly like put yourself out there and gain all those experiences to really understand and really find your passion. Um, Cause sometimes you may know what you really want to focus your time and effort on, or sometimes you, you may not. And, and the best way to really understand and validate that is really put yourself with all those different experiences, you know, get involved, volunteer, anything that you can do big or small to really gain those experiences and really gain those insights, I think will help you understand what it is that truly is that true calling that you want to do. And, even from a day-to-day standpoint, um, never failing to realize that like the interactions we have with, with people around you can also serve as an opportunity to make an impact. Um, Cause like I said earlier, right. It's like, if you're able to make one person's day, like that person is going to get so impacted that they're going to, you know, hopefully have the positive influence on those around them that they interact with that day. And then those people will have that. And you'll notice like they'll create that ripple effect of change. Um, so not forgetting that while we may have the big ambitious goals for a better world, which we cannot let go of, realizing and remembering that like impact it can happen even in the smallest of ways that can also lead into the biggest of impacts that we often desire for (laughs) 
I really enjoyed talking with Alian and learning more about his perspectives on life. And I really want to highlight that last point he made about the importance of making an impact on individual people's lives, because I think it's great advice that I really haven't gotten that often on this show. So I think if you can make one person laugh or smile, or you can help them out in some small way, you have no idea what a difference you could be making in their day, which can then kick off that ripple effect to so many others. Lots of people think about activism and making change as big protests and movements, but being a great person and looking out for people that you can help in your day-to-day -day life is just as important as those grand acts of activism. I really enjoy talking to Alian, and if there's anything I want you to take away from this episode, it's that change comes when you make one person's day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and you can follow Alian on Instagram at Alian S. Khan to get connected with him, and of course, check out The See Me Show with Alian and Haley Rogers wherever you get your podcasts as well. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys!